0: Hello and welcome to the Scene and Nerd podcast. We are back to talk the return of a hero and give some hiatus TV watch updates and other rants we may want to go on at our own choosing. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: I am doing well, Sarah. How are you doing?
0: I'm excited to talk. It's going to be a fun show.
1: Yes, it is going to be a fun show. We had a couple of weeks off, but I guess well a week off for Fourth of July holiday, and uh, hope everyone had a had a good break. Uh, and uh, we got a lot lot to cover. Um, we had some a pretty big superhero movie come out this past week. Oh, I don't know which one it is, but you know one of those universes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that, like, Will's attempt at sarcasm?
1: Um, no.
0: Or is that just dry humor?
1: Dry humor. My, my water glass is dry now, so I just figured I would just channel it through the podcast. And it's going to all end up on the bedroom floor. <laughs> so
0: just for clarification, because this did come up during the our break, um, was that a dad joke? <laughs> Totally. I knew
1: it. I knew it. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I knew
0: you were holding out on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is all going to end up on a gutter room floor. <laughs>
0: no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. You keep it in. You do <laughs> us right. <laughs> right, Patricia, who is also back from a long absence on our show? I'm glad to be back.
1: It's good to have I you I crawled back.
0: out
2: from my, my um, what do you call it, Sarah, my crawl space? came out of my crawl space. <laughs>
0: I thought you got attacked by a dumpster.
2: Well, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I just, but yes, I did.
0: <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but there was an inanimate ob- object involved in the details. Yep. Yep. It's, it's basically how my life is. Well, but, I mean, you did have some good stuff happen to you. While you were away, you got caught up on some shows. Yes. Yes, I sure did. are oh, you yeah. Would you like to
2: elaborate on that? <laughs> I didn't know we were going into that now, but yes. I... <laughs> I was watching, I was getting caught up on the Flash season three and Arrow season five. And it was very exciting. I just finished season five today, and there's a lot of emotions going on right now for Arrow.
0: For Arrow, but not for Flash. You could care less about Barry Allen right now. Well, right now, at this very moment, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, and <laughs> well, <the laughs> oh. No. Well, you know, in a, you know, and The Flash's Defense, since I am the Homer on this the, yep. the Flash Homer on this show. Uh you know, I, as far as I think everyone was just emotionally spent by the season season finale. Because mm-hmm. we had all this drop build up uh, to you know, who Savitar is, who we were wondering when they were gonna finally reveal it for like, you know, half of the you know shows watchers who figured out that it was Barry. And then, you know, they had a little head fake there um, to try to throw everyone off, the, off the trip, off the scent, And you had HR, and his, you know, demise and everything. I think everyone was just, everyone from the cast all the way down to the viewers were just all spent at the end of season three.
2: Yeah. That's a really good observation. Yeah, I mean, I was, it it was such a high level of emotion throughout the entire thing that it just took so much energy to watch because you're just, your emotions are going everywhere.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I still, I actually forgot that HR died. I I have to admit that. Like, I don't know why I forgot about that.
1: Well, Sarah, you had checked out all oh, about episode twenty, so uh, you know. Uh, so you know, every week I would have to give Sarah a reason to like, come on, this might be the week that Joe gets it. <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> I had to yes. like, come up with various ways to encourage Sarah to make it to the season finale with me.
0: I'm just, I'm just very bitter that all of your theories came true and none of mine did, <laughs> and so that just makes me resentful. But you know what? Ola City is probably going to get married this season on Arrow, season six. So I'm happy. I'm pretty good.
1: Oh, I'm not touching that one.
0: Oh, I okay. bet you should.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, Will, I am a very big Harry Potter fan. I and so fun. seeing uh, Malfoy on this oh, season yeah. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I loved that part. Like I was like, yes, something a little bit fresh and new. And like they keep bringing back Harry Wells, and I'm like, okay, cool. There's a third one, or there's oh. like what 20 of them that they go through to interview to come over. Careful, but yeah.
0: careful Patricia. Yeah. Careful. You're you're losing points.
1: Just,
0: I'm losing. See, protect
2: me.
1: Harry. Okay. We love Harry? It's even even Sarah, I know. But-
2: it's not that I don't like him. I was just like, okay, how many more are we gonna have of these? And I actually cried, like I teared up when H R. Died, died, because he just found his other nerd person, and I love her. She's a great actress, and I was so happy to see that she was on there. What yeah, is her name?
1: She
0: now has plenty of Harrys to choose from.
1: Yeah, she does, I, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: Harry. and I think the actress' name is Anne, too, I guess the character was Tracy, but... Um, yes,
0: Tracy Brand.
1: Tracy Brand, Tracy, yeah. there we go.
0: Who I, yeah, at she, some point, thought that she was related to Felicity Smoke. I don't know why I ever thought that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, she was a God, complete... She, it's totally possible I mean, she was a, cre- uh, a creation of the uh, Berlantiverse, so um, they could have totally made that happen.
0: So so that's your kind of rundown of The Flash Season 3, but what about Arrow Season 5, Patricia? Oh, my God. Adrian
2: Chase needs to just kill. I'm like, I was so glad when he died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we <laughs> I was all like, were.
2: Finally, someone pulled the trigger, and it was him. He killed himself. But with <laughs> <for> Patrick. Oh, <laughs> uh. That's a great that's a great line. And finally it was yeah. him. <laughs> it was him. Uh, no the I really enjoyed the fact that um, Curtis shipped inside like Curtis did his own shipping in the show. Like he was pushing mm-hmm. like City and Oliver to get back together. I loved that. I I like the new girl that they have on there. Um Dina. Dinah. Dinah, yeah. Dinah and um, I like the side stories that they're doing with um, Renee with him and his daughter and Lance Mm -hmm. I like that's totally real world stuff that like you know having worked in the legal field for a few years now and working with trial attorneys like that is like really important stuff and that's really relevant to my life and seeing people go through that and so that. I found that to, like, stand out at me, and I didn't like Susan Williams, the news lady that Oliver was, like, seeing a little bit.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah just
0: a little. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, okay, then I guess my final question, Patricia, and then the quiz can be over, and then I get a quiz, Will, about Mr. Robot.
2: Played Wilson came back, and I was like, yes, this just made the show even though it was only the final episode, but
0: well, whatever. prepare for your prepare yourself, Patricia, because I heard it through the grapevine. He is going to appear in season six multiple times. Yep. Yes. In uh, present day. Boom. Uh, I'm so excited. I mean, it is it is going to be very interesting to see how they then use Slade. Because we haven't seen him, especially in the present, in a very long time. And that relationship has changed so much. So, I'm curious. Yeah. Very, very curious. But I'm mainly excited about the wedding. <laughs> 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 like, not between Slade and Oliver.
1: but <laughs> that You know,
2: I that. feel like that wedding would be very dry. You know, like, just... Very manly and very like very okay yes you are my husband now yes and I am your husband now yes okay Okay, we're married bye like that
1: they would
2: stand up there and just stare at each
1: other you have both failed the city
0: (laughs) oh we just got started I mean I think I think when you said dry you meant it totally would take place on an island that would also be their home, i.e. purgatory. Anyways, but just out of curiosity, Patricia, if you had to say your favorite episode from each of those seasons, what would it be?
2: Ooh. I think my favorite episode from The Flash was... probably the one where they have, like... I love it when HR was, like, decorating. And I the favorite one, I think, was the... He, he was, like, just so full of, like, the... The eggnog? No, I I really enjoyed the... I, I loved the fact that, one, he was obsessed with coffee. Like, he could not get enough yeah. coffee. It's was like, yeah, he's my best friend. I need to have him around all the time. Um, but... The other thing was, like, the Valentine's Day. He was like, Happy Friends Day. And then like, he made everybody a card. Like, that was just too cute.
1: Oh, yeah. Bye. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was actually very well done. Because I think at that point, you know, the, the it was a good break from all the, you know, Iris, very saving Iris thing. Because at that point, I think it was when the fatigue really started to, to start to set in.
0: Yeah, Will had fatigue at that point.
2: Yeah. Will
1: definitely
2: had fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say that in <laughs> this season with The Flash, they had a lot better um, fight scenes. Yes. Like, I, fe- I felt like they paused and, like, slowed things down just at the right time. Um, yeah. Versus yeah. some of the other ones where, like, he'd be running around too fast and you didn't really get a whole, like, you didn't know what was happening some of the fight scenes in the previous season so I felt like it was really nicely done this season
1: yeah the fight okay. scene, yeah definitely the fight scene with the uh, attack on Gorilla City in particular to me that was one of the highlights of some of the fight sequences this season
0: okay now yeah. quickly uh, best episode Arrow season 5 go <laughs> <laughs> and you will be greeted on this question
2: uh, no. Um. I think it's when. Uh, I don't have a favorite one. It it's too soon to tell. Pop out, um. Pop c- out. Oh, I really, sure. I really liked the. How about the one where um. Felicity and, and Oliver are stuck in the bunker, and the methane gas comes in. And so the team has to work together on the outside to get in, and they're working together to, to get out because they, whatever. I love this. Will,
0: <laughs> I love how Patricia feels the need to break down in summary and detail. Very good detail. A very pivotal Olicity City episode of Arrow.
1: I, I love it's, that. It's, ju- it's just for you. It's all for you.
0: Too bad. I have that whole episode memorized, but it is not the best of season. Go again. No. <laughs> oh. Dang it. well no. okay. no, you're fine. Well, I, I'm, oh. just, I'm excited now that you get to come and hang out with us every Wednesday, talking these shows now on a more present. Like, now you get to suffer week to week watching with us.
2: <laughs> I know. I need to... I need to keep myself caught up because that was the issue. Because before, I binge watched all four seasons of Arrow in like two weeks. Oh
1: my God. And then I got
2: super, yeah, I got super burnt out on it because I was really sick. I got like, I don't know, I had like a sinus infection and I was like, I stayed at home for like almost a whole week. And so that's what I watched. And I got super burnt out on it, but now that you know, I'm I'm getting caught up. I'm like, okay, both of these seasons had major cliffhanger endings and I'm like
0: really stressed out about it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're just as stressed out as Will was at the end of it all. Yep. It was hyperventilating. Although not as badly as when he finished Mr Robot season one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, you know i that i it's like when i finished season one i was just kicking myself as far as why the hell did it take me so long to like watch the series i mean i had mm-hmm. a, you know whatever when it first premiered i had every intention of watching it and i caught the episode here and there but um, it's you know I, I didn't follow it religiously and then and, and and Sarah, you kept telling me it's like, well, you gotta watch Mr. Robot, you gotta watch the show, <laughs> and I finally listened to you, and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad you did too. I
0: just love it. I just yeah, yeah. so basically, what is your big takeaway though of Elliot and his whole like, if you were to summarize the season, the first season specifically, yeah. Yeah. into why it is so great and so relevant and such an both a simple, I would I would actually argue that it's a very sim- simple story, but it's very complex at the same time.
1: It is, it is, and, I, and, I, and I'm trying to think of like what's the best elevator speech for mm-hmm. for this show because it just has so many levels. I think, you know, the you know just from the cyber world and just how people basically live their lives so much online these days in so many ways. Um, and you know, so I think it 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 is you know, Elliot is sort of you know the the man behind the curtains, kind of speak, where he you know is hack you know, he, he basically hacks into people's lives and and uses this information for some good. I mean, that was what really, comp- mm-hmm. like, the first episode, where, you know, he, he basically, like, you know, was using this information he hacked about this guy, and it's like, look, you know, here's your choices. You know, back mm-hmm. off, or or I'm gonna, you know, expose you. And, and I you know, and I, and I think, you know, it, 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 it just, again, just shows, how much we put up ourselves out there online or, you know, either publicly or in, or in other, or other means as far as, you know, just communicating over the net. So, you know, it speaks to me from that standpoint. It was, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a, a reflection of society at our time as far as technology and absolutely and, and everything. So, um, so it was very compelling from that standpoint. Elliot, as a character, he all his anxieties and insecurities, um, his drug use. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, oh, he's very, the best. He, yeah, <laughs> he's just, he's just so flawed, but he's just so like, so heroic at the same time.
0: It's hard to hate him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you,
0: even though, even though, you know why you're not being told the whole s- is because of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I mean he, he he's just such a compelling character. I mean, when he's sitting there with Karen in the, in the in the therapy sessions and you know, he knows more, you know, and he's so cagey.
0: Say it.
1: And so, <laughs> I know what uh,
0: scene you're referencing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And he's so, you know, he is just sitting there like, I, you know, you know, talking about her 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 internet habits and every and her dating habits and and, and stuff and you know, and she's trying to help him get through all this stuff, but at the same time, he's just sort of like, you know, I'm just like the ultimate introvert, where I'm just going to just sit here and just like, not say a word, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just like, I want to hate this guy, but, you know, but, but at the same time, you, you see parts of yourself in Elliot, it's like, mm-hmm. so, absolutely, yeah, so it's like, okay, um, and, uh, and and then how he gets involved with deaf society, and just the hack and you know, I mean it's just you know the rip from the headlines um, types oh. of things that go on in Mr. Robot just makes it a very topical show as well.
0: Actually, It's funny that you say describe it as ripped from the headlines because my understanding is even some of them didn't happen or happened after after the fact actually
1: right
0: that yeah it's already written and then it happened yeah. and they're like oh well that's timely
1: yeah but i mean but it, so it's but it's just yeah. so, it's just so topical for the times that we live in because i mean you know you don't go a, a, a week or so without hearing about some massive cyber you know some massive hack and data being breached and, and so um you know so on that level it, it's also very relevant and mm-hmm. then um and then there's also the story itself I mean it's just so compelling I would have to like force myself to stop otherwise I would have been like you know sitting there for like 10 hours or so straight (laughs) watching watching season one Um, but it's just you know it just and and the clip and the ending I don't want to spoil it for for Patricia because I know she hasn't watched it but all I can say is you know it took everything to keep from like starting season two I was like, okay, I gotta get some rest. So that's why I did start it
0: started. Yeah, no, definitely. So, <laughs> I just wanna ask you a question, but it's totally a spoiler for Patricia, so it sucks. No, not that's at all. Okay,
2: okay. Go ahead. well, all right. what?
0: Go ahead. Okay. So, at what point did you know that it was. Um, well at what point did you know A. Mr. Robot wasn't real and at what point did you figure out that Mr. Robot was um, actually Elliot's father
1: um I think the scene where they were at, at, on the, sitting on the boardwalk mm-hmm. was where I figured out um, that it, that was Elliot's father
0: correct okay um, oh, you wait! You figured out even in that moment that that was Elliot's father, like back in episode two.
1: Um, I knew there was some kind of something there more than just like you know. I don't know if it was maybe his father, but I knew there was some connection somehow, some way that that he has some connection with Elliot beyond just the fact that he's just like this awesome hacker. So I don't, right. I, I don't know if I recognize it as his father at that point, but I knew that there was some kind of relationship there beyond just the cyber cyber hacking world. Right. Um, right. So as far as determining who he wasn't real, um, I would probably... Wow. Um that's hard to say you know it took me that was a while actually I think it was like maybe episode 5 or 6
0: wow interesting yeah I had the opposite I figured out he was not real really quickly Mm -hmm. and then I slowly pieced together it was the father and so I was just waiting for it to come to fruition yeah yeah
1: And then, as far as yeah, and then as far as Darlene being his sister, um, oh, oh, sorry, oops, sorry, (laughs) sorry, Patricia. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, or any any listeners out there who haven't watched Mister Robot yet, consider it. Um, Yeah, that that whole reveal was—I actually laughed out loud when when because what it what it finally did happen. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's totally a Luke and Leia moment.
1: Yeah, totally,
0: totally.. Leia. but but I like that because that's the same. well, no. so, so, at the end of that episode, once he figures out that no, Darlene is actually his sister, then you have that whole mental breakdown, and slowly he pieces together. Like oh, and Mr. Robot is not only not real; it is an imaginary friend, but he's also I I view him in the same reflection as my father, like which I think relates to grief, and I have my whole theories about that. But mm-hmm. um, I I totally agree with you. Elliot is very relatable to the point where I thought that that theory why. Um, the actor won the Emmy for his performance. I truly believe is that moment in the therapy session when he breaks down and explains to his therapist that he he hacked her yeah. and he knows all this information and then he's just like, "But I did this because I don't I don't know how not to be alone." Yeah. And it's so hard and he's dealing with spoiler alert, Shayla's death. Yeah. Like, who the heck saw that coming. I I love
1: Shayla. I did too. I did too. I mean, she was just a a lovable... I mean, I just really enjoyed her character. I mean, She brought out such... They had such a great dynamic between Elliot and Shayla. And uh, with Vera and his brother, you know, it was... uh, Yeah, this is like, no, whenever... You know, he said she's been with us all along and they opened up the Trunk and you know, find her and I was I was I was really I was really that scene messed that that, that scene messed with me, quite honestly. Mm. I was I was kind of like, damn it, why the, yeah I I was had a visceral visceral like negative reaction like I actually you know it was like someone actually knew it kind of thing. It was just really a hard scene there to watch. And oh. I think and I think just the way. Elliot. I mean, Elliot's reaction to it was, you know, again, this, you know, his world is such. He, he's, you know, he's just one incident away from like just going off the edge, like, you know, each time, each, each, you know, each episode, and you know, right. him having to deal with that at that moment. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty powerful stuff.
0: Ab- absolutely, I I love that scene because you have. The, what Vera leaves him with this idea like she's been with you the whole time mm-hmm. and in the background you have utter chaos because they just broke Vera out of prison and you have just this standstill moment because in this moment he's piecing together everything that they didn't want you to see for 60 minutes and Elliot's slowly like oh she's in the trunk yeah and she's probably dead No, she's definitely dead, and this is my fault. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and it's it's so beautiful. And see, that episode didn't mess me up as much as the following episode, episode seven, when they really get into how he deals with grief. I think is so poignant from start to finish because that that's when you start with that flashback. That totally messes with you because one minute she's dead and the next minute you're seeing her meet Elliot for the very first time.
1: Yeah, and I think, I guess, and that's probably why I said what I just said because I did watch those two episodes back to back. Uh. And so I think it made that moment at the end of episode six even more uh, difficult for me. Right. When you you watch the next episode seven, where, you know, is their initial meeting. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you almost do really need to watch them, you know, without any space between them. But they really get the full emotional effect.
0: Well, I mean, and that's why the season is so good. Is because you have these individual stories where, and I'm sure if you do a rewatch later this year, you're gonna get this in the sense that each story you can indicate. Oh, that episode four is when he goes on his complete. <laughs> delusional drug yeah. <laughs> vision quest <laughs> and, and 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 you can identify all these actions however they all connect yep They're, every action has a purpose and therefore it all builds up because it's all following the same plot and i think that's why it, it you can watch it either way. Right? You can do a complete binge and fully enjoy everything, and you can watch the week to week and just be like, okay, this is this chapter. I want the next chapter now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. It, it's it's just one of those shows that really, you know, they use the cliche captures uh, captures everything. You know, lightning in a bottle, whatever. I mean, it really, it it's just it's just a, it's just such a fresh show, and it's so original. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, I mean it's it, I see why it, you know it got all the props it did first season and like I said I'm glad I finally you know used the hiatus to uh, to finally to finally watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and something that always stands out to me with Mister Robot, and I'm actually gonna use this to segue into what I watched recently, but the freaking sound editing mm. is so on point. Like there's, I I vividly remember a scene in the therapist's office where they use sound cues to indicate, oh, Elliot's about to go off course. Or Elliot said something he shouldn't have, and now she's suspicious of him. Uh Um, And it's very reminiscent of 80s for me, Uh like the old 80s classics of E.T., like the score of Uh E.T., Um, Goonies, all of these like fans fantasy worlds yeah. that we grew up watching, um, and so to me they they use it. Sam Esmail and his team uses it just on par with how good Edgar Wright and his team used both sound mixing and sound editing in Baby Driver, which I saw this weekend.
1: Yeah, how was that? Edgar Wright, I guess he he has his redemption after getting fired from uh, what was it? Um,
0: he didn't get fired from Ant-Man. And, oh,
1: I thought he, I thought he got fired from Ant-Man. Or no, he? he left. Oh, he left on his own accord. that's right. Okay.
0: Yeah, he he didn't pull it, uh, um Lord Miller.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: his his reasons for leaving were actually creative differences. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> not like creative differences. Yeah, yeah because
1: quote, fired yeah. them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Baby Driver, if you're going to see it, lower your expectations. I actually did not like it. Really? Mhm. <clears throat> yeah, I 20 minutes too long, guys. It keeps happening to me. I go to these movies and I watch them and I just think to myself, oh, you could end now and I'd be completely fine. Oh, no, you're continuing and continuing and continuing. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um. And I, I, I also found that, my actually, my brother made a good point to me when we were walking out of the movie. He said that everybody was miscast. Like there are some actors in there who if you reorganize them, they make a whole lot more sense in terms of the characters. But instead you're stuck randomly watching these interactions just keep escalating and thinking to yourself, Well, this is redundant but I don't know. I'm I'm hard I'm a hard person too because I, I think T V Tells more powerful stories than movies do these days.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we've talked about about that before. Where I think the uh, I think the obviously episodic nature of television, you know, lends itself to you know types of stories that need to be told in a narrative form rather than try to capture them in a you know two-hour movie.
0: Yeah, it's
1: just and,
0: I don't know. I I think it was fun. And I and again I do believe that it's probably going to get nominated for an Oscar in both sound editing and um, mixing, which hey for you you nerds out there can will Patricia do you guys know what the differences between the, those two things are? Do you do, no. do, do you? No. Do you? Do you want to know?
1: Yes. I do. I do. I do. I, I do. I do. Okay. I do.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the class, students.
1: Yep. Yeah. I got my pen and okay. notebook ready
0: sound mixing is when they take think about transformers I know we all hate those movies but you know how when they transform you can hear all of those parts uh-huh. and all of the action and sometimes there's an explosion so it's, it's embedding all of those different sounds cohesively so you can hear each one individually but at the same time it, there's a flow and they match the action in the scene. That's sound mixing. Sound editing is the coordination between the sound and the pictures or more importantly, the movement between shots. So sometimes you'll be in a wide shot and then you'll notice right as the music turns, they'll cut to a one shot. So it's it's model, it's mirroring. And more helping tell the story visually and, and kind of anchoring it with the sound and picture blend.
1: Ah. Well I'll, I'll next time I'll watch a film or a TV show, I will definitely pay a closer attention to that.
0: I I suggest watching Whiplash with that in mind.
1: What? It's great. Okay. Yeah, whiplash. I'll do so. The
0: better of what is his name? Oh no, I'm gonna really but the director who just won the Academy Award for La La Land oh. hold on I have it on the tip of my tongue Damien Chazelle I think Whiplash is the better of his two movies La La, La Land no oh,
1: yeah no. yeah see I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go straight to Whiplash I have uh, call me whatever but I, I have no interest in watching La La Land
0: don't do it it's it's boring
1: Yeah, (laughs) it it seemed to be incredibly boring. So (laughs) I was like,
0: Oh man, so so that's that's good. I'm glad that we're using hiatus time educationally.
1: Yes, (laughs) we should make. I don't know
0: how to transition.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I was gonna say, you know, I think that was actually I was. uh, We can maybe you know add that to a. You know, segment each week of uh, movie making one hundred and one. You know, with Sarah, and you can give us, oh God, yeah, you can give us you know little tips on uh, uh, all these things as we see the credits, what they what what they actually mean. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know, folks. I'm not as good as you think I am. Send us a tweet. Let us know. Let us know if you want to hear that segment each week.
0: Oh well, <laughs> God! Well, no, because what they really, you know, what they want? Well, they want us to talk Spider-Man. Yes, they do. Like we promised.
1: We, we must. Promise. Let's do it. Yes, we we hyped it up all week whenever we were gone that we're gonna break down Spider-Man: Homecoming. So let's let's turn the page from uh, Hiatus world to uh, our friendly wall-crawling friend, our neighborhood Spider-Man.
0: Neighborhood Spider-Man. So Patricia, just just lay it down, drop the mic. What are your overall thoughts about the film? I really enjoyed it. It was it was geared towards a younger
2: audience, but it was a really nice, light, well organized, well focused movie mm-hmm. that was a a real
0: enjoyment to watch. That's it. You know they're not paying you to say that way. Right? yeah but that's how i actually feel sarah (laughs) i know but that sounded like so much like you know those um those quotes that they put on the film boxes yeah like you could take that quote and put it on like says patricia miller
1: well well well, here's i'll i will i will take (laughs) patricia's uh uh, thoughts and just add it you know and go to a, a well used trope from our discussions on this show it was so nice to not see some retread bullshit <laughs> I love it
0: I love it I, I prefer that quote but I'm biased <laughs>
1: uh, I mean it, it was I mean it was fun you know the, it really was a fun Spider-Man movieist and uh, you know no angsty Peter Parker I mean I think I mean granted I enjoyed Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 1 um, mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, uh, you know because without, without those movies, we wouldn't have what we have today as far as the MCU and, and um, but you know over time, it was too much of the with great power comes great responsibility and rehashing the well known story as far as how Peter Parker became Spider-Man. And what I loved mm-hmm. about this movie was it just jumped right into, you know, Queens. Well, first off, it, you know, it gives a nice opening, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Probably you've seen it if you're listening to us. What I loved about the opening of, of this movie was the flashback to Civil War.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: That worked Best. so well. I mean, it just set the tone as far as like this is going to be a fun movie, it, you know... Um, Sarah, gonna pick at me on this? I mean, it me You know, it, it made Peter very relatable to another, you know, superhero that I, you know, everyone probably knows who I like very much, and that is Barry Allen. <laughs> the, flesh. <laughs> the flesh. The flesh, but, yeah. The flesh. Um, but, well, um, I don't know if
0: that's, yeah.
1: I don't know if that scene is Go it, ahead. but, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, it basically... Conveyed the excitement that a teenager who just you know is in this limousine and you know you know on his way to Berlin and it was just everything about it it just worked mm-hmm. and it just yeah. set the tone for the movie that you know this is just going to be a very fun ride of, of, of a film just like Peter I'm had on, on the way to, to joining up with the Avengers
0: Right, I think it I think it also, and why it works so well, is because it, it prepares you for this perspective that they're gonna have the idea that he's a kid. And so in this day and age, if Peter Parker was actually a real human being, and I'm sure there's plenty of Peter Parkers out there, but no, if they were not just Peter Parker, but also had this power and were invited by Tony Stark, a well-known Avenger, to go on this secret mission, What do you think the first thing that they're going to do is? Yeah, they're going to record it. Totally. That's the generation he's in and he's dated into now. And so it prepares you for this mentality. Like, just to remind you, this is a film by Peter Parker entitled Spider-Man, but Peter Parker is still a kid. And that's the perspective and that's the voice you're going to hear throughout this. And it's not going to be this... This old man who needs to right wrongs of the past. No, no, we're telling the story about how you deal with this, 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 uh, these abilities and the struggle to want to grow up when you're constantly being reminded how young you are and you're just like not there yet. So it's that over-eagerness that really um, reminded you of Barry Allen. (laughs) (laughs) But um but I do have to say one thing though despite how much I do I did enjoy it it was a great a great film probably my favorite experience in the theater so far this year oh those are action sequences I don't I don't know guys I do not know why you would think if any film can get it right a comic book movie should be able to get CGI right and I just see it more and more. These land, these grandiose spectacle moments. All I can see is, oh, suddenly it's a cartoon again. Oh, we're back to in-person live action. Oh, cartoon. Ugh. Oh. Like, guys, I don't know if either one of you felt that, but it really took me out of the movie anytime they did action, really.
1: Yeah, it, um... It did a little bit, but I think that to me that was actually one of the strong points about this movie. You know, given that in all the other Marvel universe films, it's always the scale is always so big and grand, and lots of lots of flash and big explosions and well choreographed fight scenes and stuff. This was more like just more more I don't, know, I don't know if down the earth is down to earth is the right word for it, but it it, 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 it the simpleness of it actually made the movie more charming to me in that in that regard. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I felt like they did they scaled the fight scenes to what a teenager kid would be able to handle
1: mm-hmm.
2: at that time. Yeah. You know, like for his skill level, that's
0: the types of fights that he would have.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean... I, I, think the, I agree.
0: I, I just think the execution was off.
1: I don't know. Well, I think, but Patricia makes a good point. I mean, he is not the polished... I mean, remember, as far as time context, this is, what, maybe six months to a year after the civil war? So right. so he is still you know he is still very very raw. I mean it it, it showed whenever you know when the he, he encountered the gang of Avengers and and the when they were robbing the ATM. I mean it was just a very raw fighting style and you know he got his you know he got his butt handed to him a couple times. Um, right. And you know you know if he came out. Gangbusters fight like Captain America, then it, it just wouldn't be realistic.
0: Right. No, I, I I agree with all of those points, and I and I do think that they did a smart decision. He shouldn't have won any of those fights. My issue is mainly with the art design of the CGI, like in terms of the special effects usage. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think, I mean, I guess my point is the the you know simpleness relative simpleness of the special effects actually worked for this movie for a change.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. I do I do agree with you Sarah on was it the big taxi? I can't remember what it was. It was a big ferry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the ferry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one that sort of uh, that one and then the big end fight scene with the plane like they were yes. They were trying to do grandiose fights, but they didn't do it very well for those two fights in particular, I feel like. that Those are the two that I have problems with, I guess. Because one, right. that boat would have already sank. I mean, how shallow is that canal that that boat is not going to go anywhere in that amount yeah. of time? Yeah. You are such and, a nerd.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the plane when he's like crawling around on the outside of the plane like it's flashing different colors because the thing is broken and it was just all way too much like it was hard to watch that scene when he was outside of the plane yeah like that was that was way too much i felt i was like where's
0: that Jack Snyder, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. Because this suddenly reminds me of a very similar action sequence that kind of brought down a very similar movie earlier this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But I mean, then then again, I I mean, to your both of your points, all of all of the sequences made sense in terms of where he was in development and also his skill level, and that's why I'm going with the bicycle thief.
1: Like, that was the best Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. That was so cute. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. The bite, that's, that's probably, yeah, you're right. That is the best one. <laughs> it just
0: reminded me of watching the old cartoon again. Yeah. it's a very nostalgic moment where you're like, yep, this is why we're saying that this is the best Spider-Man. It's because that is very classic between the humor and between the action and just the usage of his powers, and I and I love that part. I also liked how he was um, in the party scene when he had to leave because he saw the explosion and he made his choice. He starts running through all of the, um, the
1: sprinklers.
0: Yeah, yeah, all of the sprinklers, going going through all of the houses' backyards, and then he winds up at a go- golf course, and he's like, "Oh God,
1: <laughs> what he going do?" <I> do <laughs> well, dude, there are no <laughs> buildings to be the like, you know. A on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was just a great contrast moment to what we're typically used to seeing in these movies because yeah. there is that fatigue out there with this specific character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very fresh. I, and I think that's why I, I, I really really enjoyed the film. The other thing I enjoyed about it is it looked like Queens. I mean, if, if you've ever been to I mean, as far as just to, cast Mhm. It you know it, it it I mean it looked like New York. I mean it was, you know, and and the borough as far as just like you know, the diversity of people and it was just very refreshing to, to to see that.
0: You know, that's an interesting point to bring up. And I say that because there's been a lot of controversy about that. Like is it a good thing that they cast a lot of characters of different races and ethnicities to really get the sense that, no, this is Queens and this is how diverse that area is. Or is it kind of the, just having diversity for the sake of diversity? Because some of those characters weren't really given much to deal with because the whole time you're still following Peter Parker. They did a great job developing the villain. You have Robert Downey Jr. in there, and oh wait, that is three white males.
1: It is, but I, but I guess for me it was more, it, it wasn't like a diversity for diversity's sake to me. It was more, mm-hmm. it was just, it was just very natural that, yes, okay, you know, you know, we still do have you know, three lead male white male characters, but at the same time, the 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 scenery you know of uh, just you know, we just don't have a you know, a homogeneous like screen of the same people on screen. It was just very just a very natural thing that I mean it was more of a subtle thing for me that it was just like, oh, you know, Flash Thompson's a Latino, you know, do this time instead of, you know, big strapping job. You know, or yeah. uh, you know, it's just and
0: and he's just a dick. Yeah, he, he's not really a jock, and he's not. I mean, he was on the the um, I mean, academic decathlon team. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: he's a nerd too.
1: He's a nerd too. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> the, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, big spoiler here, Michelle. Um, you mm-hmm. know, she was, you know, it was there pining away, you know, for Peter. But, you know, again, she was, like, that that fighting sarcasm, and, you know, this, just a very, just a very fun character, just, like, you know, what I think that where the Marvel movies do work is, you know, bringing that humor to the, to the moments, because there are a few moments where, you know, when things happen, it's, like, she would say something, and I would just, you know, sit there in my seat, and I, I started start laughing, because it's, like, you know, remember, this is Spider-Man, don't take it, don't take yourself too seriously
0: yes Yes. and c- c- turn the kill mode off on your suit at all times yeah. <laughs> I mean actually to your point about not making that con- connection between Barry Allen and um, Peter Parker mm-hmm. I think that's because the biggest villain in this movie was the suit yes I don't
1: <laughs> well actually it was more yeah, honestly Peter was more interesting when he was not in the suit
0: well, but, duh, but, yeah. come on, guys, give me some, Jeez, God, Patricia, <laughs> what did you think about, okay, we'll like, about,
1: the Iron Spider-Man, it should have been an Iron Spider-Man, suit.
0: <laughs> oh, we saw it, it's coming, it's he's coming. just not there yet, yeah. he's got some growing up to do, yeah. but it's, it's definitely coming, um, Patricia, what, who was your favorite supporting character?
2: Um, my favorite supporting character was probably, um, I really liked that he named the suit Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I I felt like she became more of a character, or like the suit became more of a character. Um, and I also really liked his best friend, the little nerd that was like, when he, when he discovers that I can't remember his name. I don't know the yeah. characters yeah. very well. Yeah.
1: I'm, yeah,
2: Ned. Ned. When he's sitting on the bed and Peter <laughs> comes in the window and he's crawling on the ceiling. Um, and he's like, what is going on? It, it was so great. I love how nerdy he was about it. And I love how he acted like a nerd would. Like, if you found out that your best friend was Spider-Man, you would want to know. You have all these questions. You would have, you know, they had... A few scenes, little clips of him, like asking questions, and then I, I just loved him. Like he was the, yeah, he was great.
1: Yeah, Ned, Ned was great, and you're totally right, Patricia. That I, I would have been the same way as like the fellow, my best friend was like Spider-Man. It, it had a grand entrance, you know. Would probably break the Death Star Lego like set as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to be the man in the chair. I want to be the man in the uh, chair.
1: The man in the chair. You know, I, I, every time I heard, yeah, yeah, I thought of you, Sarah. Every time that that that, no, uh, <laughs> they were the person in the, the man in the chair. I, 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 I was like, That's Sarah, Sarah's the person in the chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Why did you automatically say me? I, I
1: just, I, I just thought of you. It just reminded me of you.
0: I know why. I know why. I know why. Felicity smoke. Thank you very much. Yep. Man in the chair. Yep. Woman in the chair. The
1: woman in the chair. <laughs> yeah, I
0: did. Yeah. That's so funny. Um. So, I I like Ned. He wasn't my favorite supporting character. And I and I agree with you, Will, that um Michelle's biting humor was just the perfect um. Addition to the whole cast because it would have been really annoying had all of the kids acted like a kid in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so you had that contrast between their different personalities. And it's something we don't often see, especially from a female character on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, come on, where's the love for the vulture? Michael Keaton. He played the original
2: Batman. That was loud. I got really excited.
1: <laughs> well, I guess if you want to say the original Dark Knight version of the Batman, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The
1: darker. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm geeksplaining. It's two demerits for me. Uh, but <laughs> I recognize yes. it. I, I totally recognize the mansplaining, geeksplaining. I will take my demerits. Thank you
0: nobody ever gives <laughs> you the merits but okay um, the, no you were both correct like he was Batman <laughs> but I still okay let's just talk about the scene in the car when he's taking them to prom night and he oh, oh I
1: love that I love that whole sequence
0: oh my god it was it was perfect it
1: totally it was. was
0: perfect spot on and I love that contrast between the reveal to the audience yeah. of what's which reminds me, at what point did either of you figure out that he was the dad of um, Peter's girlfriend? That moment.
1: I was. I was. That I moment. was. I was. I'll be honest. I was. I, I. didn't even. It didn't even entertain my mind until. Uh. Till. It, until it actually played out.
0: And what about you, Patricia? The
2: same. I. I felt like I kind of had a hunch, like all those sequences about Auntie Mae helping him, like, you know, tie his tie and learn how to dance, and I was like, okay, they're making too big of a deal about this. Like, not not in a bad way, but I'm like, right. something's wrong. Something's gonna happen. And I love the fact that he was, like, still in shock, and she was like, oh, is that a crissage? And he just, like, is like, here. <laughs> like, just <laughs> can't break eye contact with the guy. Cause, you know, what does what a kid do in that situation? He... The actors, the main actors, I should say, were so good at portraying their actual age and what they would actually be doing and how they would feel and what they would look like. And I felt like that whole scene was just done so well. Because what is a kid going to do? He's going to stand there. He's not going to say anything. He's not going to run. He's not going to know what to do.
0: Right, right. I, 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 um,. Way back at the start of the movie, they have that cut from the flashback to kind of get you an understanding about the vultures' motivation, and then they jump to present day, and in present day, they're going through the high school, and I could have sworn I saw that toy that they were playing with, the tinkerer was playing with, like in the shop that's saying, oh, I guess we can make some stuff out of this. I mean, imagine... I, I could have sworn. So I had an idea that potentially he could have been the father of the friend. But I forgot that until Peter was approaching the door. And I'm like, oh, Michael Keaton's going to open that door. This mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Because it's such a soap opera moment there. Because your biggest enemy is the father of the girl who you've been chasing after this entire Time And now you're face to face. And oh yeah, he's tried to kill you multiple times. And so I love that genius of playing it for in one scene, one half of it as more of that bit about, no, this is Peter's first date and he's taking um, this girl out and um, his dad is, the dad's going to give him a hard time and he's toying with the knife and making fun. And then they slowly, flip it on you and remind you no, we're dealing with the villain of the story and the hero of the story coming face to face and figuring out who each other are. And and that was so great. I love it. And I love when Michael Keaton grabs the gun grabs the gun mm. and turns around and is just like you don't mess with my family. He he, he, was, yeah. he pulled a Vin Diesel, guys.
1: He told us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love
1: it. Yeah.
2: You know, what did you guys think about Liz as a character? Like, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really like her.
1: I didn't have a strong feeling. She ever, that, wrong with one way or another. I mean, I, she, she. Yeah. I mean, I. I think. Yeah, she. I, I didn't have a strong feeling about her. She was kind of there, wasn't very interesting. wasn't a very interesting character at all. Um,
2: yeah, but it makes me wonder if they played it that way just because of finding out um, who Michelle was. Like, oh, my friends call me MJ. Like right at the end, and you're like, yep, I knew it.
1: Yeah. Whoa, Whoa. Hold,
0: hold your, hold your horses, Patricia. She did not say my friends call me. MJ Watson have you guys heard about that speculation and that idea that yes they put in the nod that her, her friends call her MJ but she's not really Mary Jane yeah, Wats- I, I, Watson
1: I, yeah I've, I've, I've read things over yeah, the last few days about that um, yeah uh,
0: I think it's a good point it's a very fair point it is
1: a fair point point. Um,
0: and I just bursted Patricia's bubble and that's why I love it so much
1: not very nice. Um,
0: <laughs> I haven't
2: heard a lick about it not being her, but why would they why would anybody do that? Have a really fun movie, have a crappy fill in named Liz, and then at the end be like, Yeah, my friends call me MJ. Like, why would you do that to people? Plus she has been. She's a really great actress in other things, yeah. and I think she's gonna make a very good MJ in the future movies when they decide to do them. And so, yeah.
0: Patricia, I, Patricia, Patricia, did you not watch the final end credit scene in which Captain America tells you to be patient? <laughs> like, no. did you not catch no. that?
1: Sorry. And learn
0: that you just need to be patient.
1: <laughs> so, who was it that said? So, didn't we have a previous conversation about once the movie ends, the movie ends, so we don't need all this extra extra stuff? At the...
0: I think it's when we were talking Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yes, two. it was. It was. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. It's, we talked about Wonder Woman because they didn't have one at the end of Wonder Woman.
1: They don't. Oh.
0: DC doesn't do that, Patricia. Well, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, oh God! Jeez. Jeez. But all movies should
0: just Wait, not do st- it. We don't have oh. to figure this crap out. <laughs> well, speaking of Easter eggs, though, Will, what was your favorite Easter egg in there?
1: Uh, Donald Glover, uh, his character. He um, still mine, you jerk. Sorry. That was the most. Go obvious. ahead. Yeah, that was the obvious one. <laughs> you can have that one back. Um. No, I'm a <laughs> But Well, uh, explain but,
0: uh, to Patricia who he is.
1: Uh, so he is a very significant Easter egg when we talked about his nephew, and um, his nephew is the current Spider-Man, Miles Morales.
0: Mm-hmm. Pay attention, Patricia. This is where okay. Spider-Man's headed.
1: Yeah. This is where Spider-Man's headed in the future.
0: Do Do you think maybe Will that they didn't use that Easter egg to its fullest potential because of how few scenes he was in?
1: I think they used it just right because again, okay. you're trying to. I mean, we are still, you know, this is Peter Parker in you know now that he's finally rightfully back in the Marvel universe, and never let him go back. Never let him go back to Sony again. Um, it, it, You know We don't want to uh, Mess things up too much And that you know, we're still learning We're still learning Peter So we're going to put this out there You know as an easter egg For our audience who, who, Who's really big into Spider-Man comics I'm not But I know enough to know that um, it Was Aaron I think was uh, the character's name uh-huh. Uh, is you know, you know, when they dropped the little thing about the uh nephew that that's that's Miles who is up in who, who replaces uh Peter after Peter dies, so
0: Right, and he's also the prowler, so there's yeah. potential that he'll be a, a like a player in the future in terms of villains potentially. Potentially.
1: I guess the other yeah. yeah. I mean my other one might be uh you know and I, well, I'll, I'll hush up because I don't want to take your other. You may have, you may have this Easter egg as your next, your number two.
0: Oh no, I, I'm um, I'm gonna turn the table back to Karen as Patricia mentioned her earlier. Karen is an Easter egg because she's voiced by Jennifer Colin Connolly, mm-hmm. who is married to in real life to Mr. Paul Bentley. And guys, Paul Bentley plays Jarvis.
1: That's right.
0: In the Avengers film. I nice. Karen, and Jarvis are married in real life. Boom. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. That you, is you, so cool.
1: You win. You win. You win. I'm, I'm going to shut down right now. I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so, once I, I found that out, it was like all the stars suddenly aligned and I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful.
1: That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. <laughs>
0: because in a way this is very much this this other version of iron man like had we met tony stark when he was around peter's age this is kind of the story that we probably would have been told i mean had he been given the suit earlier in life and not had not grown up like the way he did this is really the world or this The superhero journey he could have gone on and you're seeing that and then and also knowing that that exists and that connection is even there in the easter egg it just harkens back to what they did so beautifully between Tony and Peter and and the father stuff I mean we had development from Tony without removing focus from Peter which I certainly was afraid was going to happen considering what they showed in the previews but no 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 RDJ showed up when he was supposed to. He saved the day when he was supposed to, and he pushed Peter when he was supposed to. This is still Peter's story, and yeah. it's still his journey.
1: Yeah. Actually, as far as Iron Man characters, it was, you know, Happy Hogan was actually more of a presence than Tony <laughs> in, in some yeah. regards, uh, as far as, you know, uh, uh, you know, as far as Stark Industries. Right. Which is so, actually was so, actually, which actually was
0: it was nice to see Happy back. Yeah, that's right. Happy was. And I and I love how even he tells us way at the beginning, oh, I'm moving. And we're like, Oh, I don't know why that fact is in, irrelevant or irrelevant at all and then you're slowly seeing little things that suggest, Oh, this is moving and you're hearing about the vultures crew potentially going after this big bust and not making the connection that they're referring to the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which worked out great. I yeah. love that. But yeah. just out of curiosity, Will, what was that other Easter egg you were thinking about dropping?
1: Uh, Scorpion.
0: Yeah, I knew
1: it. Yeah, That's what I thought you had. As your, who, I, I knew you who, had it on who's your Scorpion? List. Scorpion <clears throat> is uh, one of Spider-Man's like for lack of a better term, rogues. Which we had plenty of in, in, in this film. We had Shocker. Had Scorpion, we yes. had a Tinker. I mean, it was, Roller. yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was quite the, quite the, uh, quite the list of uh, baddies in this movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, Patricia, did you realize that Scorpion was in the movie? <laughs> no. <Man. laughs> do you want to know why you should be excited about this? Because Will's going to tell you why. I'm not. Well, when, <laughs> I don't. Like Which character
2: was Scorp- the Scorpion?
1: He or? was at the very when uh Vulture was uh, in prison and he comes up the whole speech oh. about knowing who you know, I know you know who Spider Man is. Yeah, okay. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. So He's important because there's going to be another movie. That's what I put together from watching it. <laughs> that's the I
1: one. love that. Love yeah, that. Love it. That's, okay. that, that's the point. Um, well,
0: he also, in that moment, acknowledges there are some friends who I know would love to know Spider Man's identity.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be the Sinister Six.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Sony has to get that to happen sometime. It, I mean, it's probably going to be an utter disaster, but yeah. in their world, that's the way this story unfolds. So, we'll see. We'll see. What,
2: what I... Like, did he put the... Okay. Like, this is coming from, like, a total non-nerd, I guess. So that's did, why you're here. Did Peter put the Scorpion into jail, like, why is he so interested in figuring out who Spider... I understand that Spider-Man is, like, going around being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and finding people's bikes and saving... Well, not really saving planes, but saving the cargo of them. Mm-hmm. Like, why is...
0: <laughs> why is, why is this guy that.
2: so interested in in some kid that's running around in a Spider-Man outfit, you know? Well, I... I Wasn't he
0: part they
1: of the... They didn't... Was he a part of, of the initial gang? Yeah. Was he a part of the game that, like, knocked off <laughs> the bank?
0: No. No. He, <laughs> he was on the ferry.
1: That's where it was, yeah. Yeah,
0: it was, it was the ferry scene. So that was the people that the Vulture's crew was going to meet.
1: That's right, and, um, that's right. Yeah, the FBI was what Tony set all the stuff up on the. That's right.
0: Yeah. So I think that they, to your point, Patricia, they didn't actually show a scene of where he was being taken away because of the incidents on the ferry, which were really all of Spider-Man's fault. But it was it's, but that's kind of implied, essentially, or at least the way I understood it is that and and I mean it's not just that he got caught because of Spider Man. Spider Man took him out. Like he flew into the ocean. He probably shouldn't be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I took it that far, but you know <laughs> I like to think. I like to I like to do that. I like to go the extra mile, but I don't know. Um I overall though, I was I was pleased that despite my fear that trailer those trailers that they were releasing Mm -hmm. based on them they did enough manipulation Mm -hmm. of the scenes and the structure that I was still found myself watching moments and being like I remember this but I didn't see this additional part of it and I'm glad I stayed away from those like for some people the first four minutes which we were saying was so breathtaking was ruined because they dropped that online really early, and I'm just like, guys, don't click it.
1: Yeah, you want
0: to be in a theater for it.
1: Yeah, I I missed, I didn't see it at all online. I, you know, I've I've learned over time just to, you know, see, you know, see a the teaser trailers, but don't fall, don't watch every single one that drops because yeah, you end up you just end up ruining a movie for yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't think I watched any of the trailers for it. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't watch any clips. I didn't read anything. I mean, you know how educated I am on this, apparently. Um, but, yeah, it was really nice going into a film, knowing the part that he played in Civil War, how light and how, you know, the humor that was going to be involved. Like, I, that's all I needed was mm-hmm. the parts that he played in Civil War to, for me to want to watch a full movie on him. Yep,
0: and that's Spider Man. That that's is Spider Man. We got and and now Aunt May knows. Yep. Um, can we can we talk about Aunt May for a minute? Let's I was talk about her.
1: Let's do it. I didn't like her.
0: Okay, as... let's not talk about her.
1: <laughs> <Anyway>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know, I because. All the other roles that actress has played in other movies, I don't know what her name is, but yeah, she's she's played a bit of a hussy. And <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard to take her seriously as being, you know, an Aunt May. Like, I feel like they could have picked someone that was seemed a bit more mature, I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense.
1: That, it it worked because I mean again with from civil from um from civil war when when you know Tony first met her um you know it was again I, I liked the fact that they took a very fresh take on a very well worn story and made uh, you know instead of having this great old aunt. I mean, you know, to, to make her, you know, a very attractive, you know, kid, you know, auntie who the kids would just like go see Peter just because they just wanted to check out his, his hot aunt. <laughs> right, but um,
0: I and, and I have just.
1: But also, oh, but also, I mean, but at the same time, I, I think the scenes where she was just helping him, you know, deal with the, you know, the. You know, taking, going to the homecoming dance and, uh, you know, being a very, you know, surrogate parent, uh, counselor, friend, mentor, you know, fill in the, fill in the adjective for, for her the roles that she was playing there. I mean, th- those work because, I mean, there is very good chemistry between Tom Holland and, and Mr. Marissa Tomei as far as that, 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 guardian relationship.
2: I I definitely appreciate the new take that they tried to do. But, like, when he when he came in and he was super upset and he was sitting at the table and she came over to hug him, it's like she hugged him with, like, her hip and I was like, that's so... Like, that's weird. I don't know.
1: Was it weird because she's... Because of your... If My previous, previous, because she's a husky, yeah. you can
2: say that she's a husky. Yeah, because yeah, I think that's just what it was, and I I feel bad for saying it because I don't think roles should follow people, but but they do, but they do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well. It's it, I mean I think a lot of people had that same viewpoint initially. For me, I was even a bit concerned that. I, I wouldn't just see Aunt May; I would see Marissa Tomei the whole time. But I, I just go back to that scene in the diner that they had, where they she was kind of making fun of him, like "larb," I larb you, yeah. I larb you. Too. And and I mean, I've never seen that before for some reason, or at least I don't remember seeing it. So it was a new take, and it felt fresh. And it's like yeah. she's fifty years old, so she's older, but she doesn't have to be. Gray. Her hair doesn't have to be gray yeah,
1: exactly. to that
0: degree. She doesn't have to be walking around with a cane or on the edge of death. No, you. She can still be. And what they did, what I noticed that they did is more in terms of Peter's fear for getting having his secret identity get out there. That's where you start to view her more fragile because physically she's not that frail, but then you start hearing. From Peter, that well, she's been through a lot. Like he doesn't go into great details, but because we all understand Peter Parker's story, you yep. know what he's hinting at. Exactly. And so you just suddenly remind yourself, okay, she's been through trauma. She's just as fragile as he is yep. in terms of that spirit, and they protect each other, yep. and that's beautiful.
1: That is. That is. And again, you know, get back to my point. I think that's that's why I I, I liked. How they handle Spider-Man in this movie—it's just a very fresh take on a very, you know, well-worn, you know, story that's been retold in so many different mediums.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I um, love you, Patricia, but you're wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
2: I complete. I think they did a nice job with what they had, but I think yeah. just certain things sort of put me off on her, I guess.
1: Yeah, you just hear it for my cousin Vinny. That's okay.
2: <laughs> you're just an aegis. That's, that's perfectly fine. Just, just no, it's fine. because like, I mean, if she, like, she's supposed to be an older woman, and she is, and she still looks really great, and nowadays, like, if we're talking about, like, being the part that you're supposed to play, you know, like, Peter Parker is supposed to be a young kid, and he acts like a young kid in the movie, she's you know being the guardian for this kid and she's trying to be strong she would someone of her age nowadays would dye her hair she wouldn't be graying she mm-hmm. would be yeah. fit because she's healthy conscious like i totally get all that i do and, you just and didn't they buy it. they did a really good job there's just certain things where i was like why did you just like the very ending i thought it was funny but i thought it was a little much when she's like what the f- I'm glad they didn't that. finish that for her but
0: I, I mean she should have said fudge let's let's be honest here if she had if they they could have let her go and then all she would have had to say is fudge and I would have been like hey hey that's funny that's a, I mean I like it either way I like the, I, it, I,
1: yeah it, it's better the way I think it, it, they, they cut yeah. it yeah yeah
0: because
1: yeah. it would be well you know me, I mean I would, yeah well, go ahead, say a fudge would, not, would undermine the character because that's just she
0: wouldn't say much. We'll, well, go fly a kite, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, but for my humor, no, it would have worked. <laughs> uh,
2: it it would have worked for definitely now uh, staying in the present day type characters. It would have totally worked because she would she would have been that that aggravated I guess or that shocked or whatever it would be
0: I mean yeah it's a great note to also leave the whole film on because that's another idea that we're not used to seeing like I was even surprised when even though they showed in the trailers part of me was still wondering why are you suddenly giving revealing Peter's identity so soon to his friend like it, it was needed in terms of just Having that that play back and forth as to the man in the chair, but at the same time, it's it's always surprising to me because I just recall it always being Peter P- Parker's identity has to remain a secret at all costs, yeah. even at his life. No. Wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, How?
2: Just going back to Ned and his character. How hard did you guys laugh when he got caught in the school computer lab, and he turned around, he was like. The teacher asked him, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching porn.
1: I laughed. Porn? <laughs>
2: yeah. That was so great. Yeah. I was like, out of all the things, you chose that one. Go, Ned. Go, Ned. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I, I just thought that in past roles, he played too much of a hussy for me to really buy that line. So, I don't know if it worked.
1: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Well, Sorry, we're right, I'm the I'm right. Michelle way <laughs> too much. Yeah. We're right. You're wrong, Sarah. <laughs> we're right,
0: we're right. Go fly, fly a kite, Will.
1: Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, that's at about 10,000 feet now. So. With you know that, what? With, with Suddenly, sh- with, we're out with, of time. With that time shiny, to <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we'll... I mean, can you do a rapid-fire? Rapid-fire,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Just a couple quick notes, rapid-fire. So our guest that we had uh, two weeks ago, Jackie Dallas, she's uh, (laughs) been great, great uh, follow on Twitter. If if you're not following her, please do so. So her film that she talked about with us, uh, Looking Through the Fire, I guess, has been moving along in production, and they've filled out the cast, so that's some awesome news for, for her and hopefully we'll have her back on the show again soon um yeah. also I uh, want to give a since we did a great long talk about Mr. Robot I want to give a shout out to our um show uh, Unmasked uh, the podcast part of the uh brother's uh brother comic family uh network uh want to give those guys a shout out they, they they were kind enough to give us one so I want to give you mad props back. And uh, last uh, and not least is uh, we have a lot of fun and we joke around and play here in the podcasting world. But in all seriousness, uh, one of our friends of the show, uh, uh, Jay Sandlin, has been dealing with a lot of cyberbullying and stuff. And guys, cyberbullying is not cool. Don't do it. If you see people who are doing it, Twitter can be a fun place. But whenever people take it too far and cyberbully, it's it's not fun for anyone. So, shout out to, to Jay, stay strong, man, and uh, thanks for always supporting the show. And well, we stand against cyberbullies of any type,
0: especially in the Potter and family. Definitely, we protect our own. We do. <laughs> I, um, I that all great points and just one note about the podcast unmasked um hopefully we can get some of them to come on our show in the fall when we talk season three of Mr. Robot yeah and feel free to look on our feed we did a lot of collaboration especially in season two of covering the show and even my good pal Alice Alyssa who's a super fan of the show hopefully can drop by as well so we got big plans ahead of us guys Patricia, do you forgive me for mocking you during the Aunt May talk? I do. Okay. Well, uh, I will definitely find you on Twitter.
2: (laughs) Well, if you're gonna look for me on Twitter, you can find me at prmiller20. Yep.
0: (laughs) I know. It's it's so anticlimactic. It's like here's my Twitter. Right. handle. I don't know what else to say at this point. <laughs> Maybe
2: I should change my Twitter thing to something more exciting. I feel so boring.
0: I don't know. That's why I end it by spelling it off or like and, and Will does this too. Will, show her how it's done.
1: Okay. Yeah. How it's done and I'll completely mess it up here. But you can find me on Twitter at Will and Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M P-O-L-K
0: P-O-L-K Dan, you just have such flair
1: great
0: <laughs> <laughs> that might echo help but um yeah. and you can find me on twitter at sjbelmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at cena find us on facebook and friend us but most importantly importantly go to itunes and soundcloud to rate subscribe and comment and I think I'd, I think Will added a note here. Um, he needs to stop doing that. But and you can find us dot, on dot, Castbox Android App. Dot dot dot. Dot dot dot.
1: Yes, we're 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 everywhere. So you can find us in many places, y'all.
0: Including Castbox Android App. Dot <laughs> dot dot. dot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, we got to end. We're done. We're done. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome.